And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday morning, everybody. Got Trevon Edwards here. I'm Dave DeFore, and uh, this is the Daily Ding. So we're going to recap all the action from Monday night. Trey, we had a couple of really big games, and it's always great, especially this season when it feels like so many guys are missing time. It's always great when we get big-time performances in big games, and the Warriors play the Sixers, and that was fun, man. Steph Curry, another ridiculous game from him. He has just been on this incredible run. We just talked about this on Buds Monday, and I just want to start with this, Trey. Why can't he play like this in the finals? (laughs) (laughs) I think we've been robbed of of Steph's solo career. You know, he hasn't got a chance to display that since 2016. And uh, you got to blame that on the Hamptons Five. You know, all the attention on, you know, deferring to Durant and, and other guys. And finally, we get a chance to see, you know, first-person Steph. He's been on a tear. I mean, obviously, uh, carrying the heavy load to keep this team in the in the running. They're on the outside looking in. They're at 500, 29-29. Uh, but man, he's playing otherworldly, and I, I hear people, you know, screaming MVP, and you know, obviously, you know, we've talked on other platforms about, you know, why he isn't MVP. But I think he could do it. But respectfully, you have to look at it how the schemes and how teams play him. No one wants to get dropped fifty on them or forties or thirties, you know. So they make those adjustments, and you know, they've haven't had the boxing one this guy at, at one point in time of his career, so. That's just a sign of respect of why he can't do it sometimes because he has all the attention on him. Yeah, that's the difference. In the playoffs, they're going to play a box and one. I don't think Philadelphia is doing that. And let's not forget, they also didn't have Ben Simmons. Like, I kind of feel like down the stretch of this game, you know, Steph Curry had like 20 points in the fourth quarter. We were robbed a little bit not seeing that Ben Simmons trying to guard Steph Curry matchup. And, you know, hopefully we'll get that at some point, but it will have to be in the finals, I think, at this point. He's hit 10 or more threes in four of his last five games. Just like absolutely incredible tear. Was unstoppable in this game. And Draymond scores eight points in this game, and that's sort of the magic number for Draymond with the Warriors. That's the number that they need him to hit to actually have any chances of success. And they're running more pick and roll, getting him involved a little bit more in the offense. I thought they did a good job tonight. You know, we talked about this again on Buds and how they needed to play a little bit smaller. They played Looney a lot. And I thought even though Joel Embiid didn't have a bad game, I mean, he had 28 points, went to the free throw line 14 times. I did think Draymond and Kevon Looney did a really good job of bothering Embiid and forcing Embiid to make greets. Yeah, I'll give credit to that. I mean, (laughs) as defensive player of the year, greatest defensive player of all time, I would have loved to see a little bit more of Draymond on Embiid and just completely lock it up. But they made tremendous effort, you know, in that second half just to, you know, cut his water off. And then, you know, on the other end, just Steph was just ridiculous. And, you know, obviously, you know, Steph had it going early on in the first half. And it just reminded me, like, us being on a fishbowl looking in of 
what their battles maybe have been in the bedroom or driveway shooting on, you know, the mini courts and, you know, just even just seeing that, that competition, you kind of get up for a rise playing against your brother. And there was a lot of family involved in that game, you know. Yeah, Damian Lee was Damian up there, Lee too. Damian Lee and then Doc Rivers. And, you know, you could just go down the line. But um, overall, you know, Steph is a bad dude, man. One of the greatest shooters this sport has ever seen. And, you know, he continues to prove why he's that. You know what I mean? Anyone that has come for him and has said, oh, you know, he's finished or he can't do this, that, and the third. No, this dude is going to make it happen somehow, some way, even through doubles. You know what I mean? And imagine if he was even more aggressive and took 23s a night you know what i mean like this guy has only taken 23s one time like let that sink in he's getting these high point averages without even shooting 23s you know another funny steph curry stat he actually outscored his brother 2015 in the first half and then 29 to 0 in the second half <laughs> that's that's got to suck he's going to hear about that one i think at the holidays oh yeah for sure that is the conversation next christmas This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Trey, the second game of the night, I mean, look, Suns, Bucks, two very good teams competing for the the one seed in their conference. We've talked about the Suns a ton this year. I know we kind of have ignored the Bucks because they're just doing what they do. This game was fun, man, and it winds up going into overtime, and they're just throwing haymakers back and forth. But we got to start with the very last play of the game, 0.2 seconds left in overtime. P.J. Tucker is playing center, not in place of Giannis, but Giannis was out of the lineup, so P.J. slides up to center. He defends a Devin Booker buzzer-beater attempt and catches him on the elbow, apparently with his own elbow. It was such a close call, and it was right at the buzzer. And I'm going to ask you, Trey, because, look, I've refereed games. You've refereed games. We know this is tough. Would you have been able to call that foul? No, but that's not how basketball works either. I agree. So I think With I think you. that's yep. the thing of like, there's no such thing as you shouldn't have made that call. If there's a foul, there's a foul. From the angle that I've seen and that they kept showing, it didn't look like a foul. But we'll find out tomorrow in the last two minutes or roll out. But like I said, I don't know if the, the ref got anxious in that position and, and, and felt like it was a whistle. Devin did a good job at hunting it, and he got the call. Two years ago, he wouldn't have gotten that call, but he's an all-star so respectfully, he gets it, and that changed the outcome of the game. But we should have got it second overtime. 
Yep. And I just want to get that out of the way because I don't want to lose focus of the fact that this was actually a really, really good back and forth overtime, which is something I think the league has been missing often. You know, you get up five and then basically can play keep away a lot of times. But both teams hit big shots. And it doesn't happen if Chris Paul doesn't take over down the stretch in this game. The Suns couldn't really stop Giannis for a lot of the game. I mean, Giannis, he left this game in overtime, only 35 minutes played, had 33 points, was nine of 10 from the free throw line. And, you know, Chris Paul just turned it on late. Hit 22 points in this game, 13 assists. He actually passed Magic Johnson to get to fifth on the all-time assist leaderboard. And he brings him back, gets him into overtime. Giannis leaves with the game tied about one at 116. He gets a cramp and goes to the locker room. And the Bucks immediately go down six, hit a couple big shots, bring it back. What did you think about Chris Paul down the stretch in this? I mean, you know, we give him a lot of credit for the way he manages games. But the way that he managed the fourth to bring him back, but then in overtime, without even having to score every bucket, I mean, you know, everyone was contributing for them in overtime. I really thought that this was a signature Chris Paul game. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul is just, you know, he's the epitome of a point guard. You know, when you think about it, whether it's a secondary coach on the floor, whether it's making a big basket, whether it's finding the right person, one of the smartest players to play the game and you can tell this is a different Suns basketball team on how he rallied them back in the fourth because the Bucks had a great third quarter to close it out. They were shooting, you know, pretty well. They got it up to at least like eight. And the Suns just made stop after stop and, and, and continued to make plays. And even before Chris Paul tied the assist, climbing up the rankings with Magic and then passing him, there were two plays that he just found the right guys, you know what I mean? And, and you think about it, he gave a lot of credit to DeAndre Aiden tonight, you know, for just, you know, his efforts. But Mikael Bridges, guys just show up for him and play hard for him, you know what I mean? Like, he trusts his teammates to make the right plays. So I'm not sure if he's getting enough love for MVP conversations as well, but I would like to put that out there for him too because he changed the entire franchise. I'm actually kind of with that, Trey. I think that you're onto something here, and you're the first person I've heard say Chris Paul should be in the conversation. And it's amazing because we keep talking about how great the Suns look, and we point at Monty Williams, and we say, well, we saw the culture change last year, and that's great. But the players play, and this is a much different team than it was last year. You know, Ricky Rubio helped them a lot. But Chris Paul has raised the ceiling of this team. And I'm glad you mentioned DeAndre Ayton and Mikael Bridges. Those are two guys who have benefited potentially the most from having Chris Paul out there. DeAndre Ayton had 20 and 13 rebounds in this game. He was 8 of 11. Chris Paul has made the game so easy for him. And all DeAndre Ayton has to, has to do is be physical and athletic. And when he is physical, like he was tonight, I thought, he can do stuff like this. And I think, if anyone, DeAndre Ayton has probably can owe his success as much to Chris Paul as anybody else. Me being around a team last year and, you know, seeing guys, you know, like I said, it's no knock to Ricky, but Chris Paul is Chris Paul. And before the trade even happened, that was one of the guys I said that, you know, could help and take off the leadership role of Devin and just allow Devin to just be him. And Chris Paul stepped right in. You know what I mean? He's never complained. He's been traded to, forgotten franchises and turned them all around and he's probably one of the most important players right now even at his age at 35 so yeah man it's the culture reset you know what i mean it starts with guys like him what's your ceiling on this team do you think that they can make the finals 
You think that's realistic? I, I know that the road runs through the Lakers if AD and LeBron come back, but man, Phoenix is really good. This is the thing. They're no pushover. And they're going to be a, a tough first-round matchup, and I think whoever they match up with, and if they can get past the first round, you know, and guys' confidence continue to get high, and, you know, I'm not sure as far as the playoff fan stuff. If they can get fans in the building, right? Because I know Arizona is a little different. If they can get fans in the building during the playoffs, this team is going to be a different ball, ball. You know what I mean? A team to match up with. It's going to be scary. They can upset some teams. Well, that's going to do it for today's show. Don't forget about all our other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. If you haven't signed up yet, go to theathletic.com slash daily ding. Do it now. Thank you guys for waking up with us as always. Trey, take us home. Ding, ding. <laughs>